Hello, everyone, and welcome to 99 Yards Podcast. I'm joined by Brian Dickey and Shanna Duffy. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's uh, it's good to be back. Excited to talk a bit of football with you guys. Yeah, I mean, week one went swimmingly well for my team anyway. It's delightful. I'm happy. Uh, back on after a week's We'll start with the biggest news since last we spoke outside of the Royal Family. Uh, the week one loss aside, a big contract extension for Russell Wilson, five years for turning. Seahawks were never paying that, right? And uh, no, I don't. I cannot. I can never see them paying that amount of money. That's just not like what the franchise is about. They're all about sort of like building these young guys up and. And like they did it with Russell Wilson, you know, when when he came in as a rookie quarterback, they got in these guys, they drafted well. It was rookie players and rookie contracts. And we knew Russell was wanting this amount of money. And that's part of the reason why he went searching for another team. And I, the Seahawks were never going to pay that amount of money for a guy who is, you know, going into the latter years of his of his career. kind of a, the same formula uh, for the Seahawks. Uh, they took their lumps uh, um, Boris Jackson for a year while uh, building the team around him and then dropped the young quarterback back in the team. So I think they're probably looking to do that again. So where, where, where about did you stand on the booing? Were you uh, for it, against it, don't care, wish everyone would just move on? I don't understand the big deal about this. Like there's going to be a time and a place where we will obviously honor Russell Wilson for all his work that he did for Seattle. And, you know, he won us a Super Bowl. We're never going to forget that. But at the moment, this is sports. This is competitive games. It's nature. It's natural to boo a guy who's left your team. You see it all over sports. I don't see the big deal. It doesn't mean we don't appreciate him. And he will be respected when the time is right, in my opinion. Yeah, no, absolutely right. Absolutely right. I mean, Brian, from for an outsider, obviously, we're both Seahawks fans. What did you think? Yeah, boo all day. I, I'd have booed him. Why not? Um, yeah, I get it. Sporting yeah. it, it's Monday night. You <laughs> Just a bit of fun at the end of the day. Game. Um, yeah, and then in terms of the contract, like you say, Seahawks maybe weren't going to pay it, but I think as soon as the Broncos made the trade, they they almost had to pay him and. I think it's one of them. If you've got a quarterback that you like, who's really good, just pay him. Just get it done sooner rather than later. You can sort everything else around it. Yeah, off you go. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and Brian, obviously we can't have you on without winding up that key and letting it go. A bad injury for your quarterback, uh, Dak Prescott. What's what's the plan? Uh, <laughs> it seems the plan is that there isn't a plan. The plan is just to uh, to stumble on for the next couple of games. Um, if you believe everything Jerry Jones says, which I believe none of, um, it's only going to be a couple of weeks, and then he's going to be back. And by that by that time, everything will be sorted, um, and we'll be flying. But realistically, it's probably going to be more towards I don't know six weeks rather than four. Um, they're going to stick Cooper Rush in there, who did win a game last year, but I mean that was a totally different offense. Um, not to overreact, but uh, it was pretty pretty dire on on late on Sunday night. 
Um, so yeah, the, the plan is just to carry on. As they always say, we like our guys, we like our team. We've done a great job of building this team. Yeah, right. Um, and yeah, so I don't know, we'll see. But maybe, you know, if you can, we've got the, the Bengals next, then the Giants and the, and the Commanders, if you can get a win out of them three, um, see how you get on. But uh, I, I imagine it'll be someone that's already there rather than trading or signing I don't think there is anyone to sign, is there? So, yeah, I'm not not too upbeat about it, as you can probably tell. You could always go. Yeah, indeed, the, indeed. I mean, Shoner, I know you're not the biggest. Sorry, go. On, let's go again. I was gonna say you could always go for Jimmy G, the 49ers. Yeah, I thought that, but I mean, he, he he's got he, he's good, but he, he's not exactly. I don't know. I think everyone's at the point now where he's not going to, he's, he's a system quarterback and he's, if he's not in the correct system, I don't think he's going to do anything too special. And also, you know, I think, would he want to come? He's got a no trade clause. Would he want to literally, yeah, I'll, I'll be, I'll play five games and then, then be a backup. Or I think, I think, I think the situation where he's now, where it's like, well, you know, I, I could be a starter. If Trey Lance doesn't work out, I could step in or, you know, if there's an injury there, or you know, I could I could be playing the playoffs again. I think he's in a pretty good position there. So I don't know. We'll see. You have your guy, Brian. So that's, that's that's all you need to know. You've got your guy, and you're happy with your guy. Okay. That's that. Very that's it. Yeah. That's it. We do we do a great job at whatever <laughs> it is we do that isn't winning Super Bowl. A little bit of therapy for you there uh brian um shona um afc south obviously derrick henry's returned from his injury and the titans lost to the giants um you know what what, what do you think for the titans this year and does the division just you know rely on taylor versus henry yeah so <laughs> that that was an interesting one because obviously everyone was like oh okay 13 nil tennessee yeah fine new york giants are gonna lose again on the opening day of the season um but i i don't know i don't really know what went wrong and they've got a tough game coming up as well this this week um well next week sorry uh for monday night football and it's just yeah i don't i don't know i don't know what's going on with the titans i can't really comment on if it's what what will happen when henry comes back because obviously he's coming back from quite a lengthy injury and obviously he's got more money on his contract. Doesn't necessitate mean that the player always comes in and, and starts off well, considering he's coming back from that injury and has got that now a uh, big time contract. So yeah, will be interesting to see what happens there with the Titans. But you know, it's week one. We can't we can't judge yet. Absolutely right. It is a very 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 early days for everyone. Um, but that brings us up to date with the news. Um. On to our regular feature for the season, kicked off expertly by Owen last time, bringing us his top five college players to look out for, you know, ready for the draft next year. This week, I bring you my own top five breakout candidates for the season. Obviously, the season's already kicked off, but we had a break last week for the Queen, like everyone else. Um, my top five breakout candidates are the Baltimore Ravens, Rashad Bateman. Um, I've think he will have a great season and I say that because if not now when uh, they traded Hollywood Brown and uh, Jackson is looking to have a big season uh, prior to signing his next big contract 
contract. Uh, Bateman is one of very few receivers left in Baltimore. Now, Elijah Vera Tucker. He is a guard for the Jets. I have to have an offensive lineman. Uh, otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this right. He's had a, he had a great season last year without really being noticed. And if the Jets are going to do anything this year, you know, with Flacco or Wilson quarterback, he's going to be a huge part of that. They've got their two running backs system now. Um, I think Vera Tucker is going to become a household name. Ernest Jones, the linebacker at the Rams, um, he was really an unsung hero last week last last year as they won the Super Bowl um every year they they sort of plug the holes up around their expensive players with people from you know further back in the draft and he was a very successful player and now he gets to play next to Bobby Wagner I think he'll go from strength to strength next up Christian Barmore defensive tackle for the Patriots he again he had a fantastic rookie season and uh, for what for whatever this may mean he had more pressures in his rookie season than Aaron Donald had in his rookie season. So watch this base. I think there's plenty more to come from Christian Barmore. And at number one, JC Horn. I think the Panthers are a sneaky candidate to have a fantastic season and maybe even challenge for the South. Uh, and he had a great season. Well, he had a great five games before getting injured in his first season. And I think he's ready to go from strength to strength uh, in a good D down in Carolina. Um, Brian, any names stick out there for you? I think the, the one you started off with, uh, Bateman. Um, I remember, well, what would it be, a year and a half ago, Owen was a huge fan of him uh, going into last year's draft. And yeah, you're right, they haven't got much else there, wide receiver. Um, what's his face? Duvernay had a, had a very good, uh, he had two touchdowns. I noticed Bateman got one. Um, but you're right, there aren't that many catching options, really. Uh, at wide out anyway for the for the Ravens. So yeah, I think he's uh he's definitely gonna want to keep an eye out. I've I've got him in I think two of my three fantasy teams. So um I mean that probably means he's gonna suck, but he's uh he's definitely one I'm keeping an eye out for. Shona, do you have any one you're keeping an eye out on this year? Any of the young stars about to make become household names? I'm gonna throw in a different name. And I'm going to go Gabe Davis for the Bills. He's a wide, wide, the wide receiver. Um, obviously, it was the hype around him was born in last year's divisional round. Um, and I think you know he, he's six foot two. He's third. He's way to his third year. I think he will have a really great connection with Josh Allen, which he has done. And um, he's had 18 of his 20. It was 84 career grabs to date going for touchdowns with Josh Allen since his rookie season. Um, I, I just think the Bills are going to go from strength to strength this year, and I think he's definitely one to touch, uh, to look out for. I have to agree. I mean, what did he get uh, against the Chiefs in the playoffs last year? Four touchdowns, wasn't it? And it's such a close game, I think. And, and you know, they've got a, a gaping hole there as slot receiver with uh, Beasley leaving, uh, I think. I think he's going to have a tremendous year too. I think it's a great shout. So moving on, let's preview some of the biggest games coming up this weekend. Um, I'll throw it over to you guys. Uh, Brian, uh, tonight, assuming I edit this in time, uh, is Chiefs Chargers, Mahomes versus Herbert. Are you looking forward to this one? Absolutely. I mean, what's what's not to like? A nice early divisional class for, for two of probably the two of the better teams in the AFC, two of the better teams in the league, um, both with phenomenal quarter, quarterbacks, good all-round team. Uh, you know, there's questions with the with the Chiefs. Are they going to be effective? Lost a few players. 
uh, Tyreek Hill and such. But yep, they absolutely uh, tore tore the Cardinals apart. And uh, the Chargers managed to not do a classic Charger and and keep hold of the the win and uh, and beat the Raiders. So both teams looking really good. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's Amazon's first game, isn't it? And they they've picked an absolute belter. Will you be staying up for that one, Sean? No, it's a bit past my bedtime, but I will catch the highlights in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to join you on that one, but I would definitely be catching up because it is a huge matchup, uh, one that have great ramifications in the West this year. Um, but Shona, we've already mentioned the Bills that you know they're a hot team this year um, versus a Titans team who would like to think themselves challengers, um, but coming off a loss to the Giants. Will the Bills start the season 2-0? It's quite possible. But the Bills, like last Thursday, were just unreal. And it was like Josh Allen was like Hercules repossessed his body for that game. And he was just all over the Rams like nobody's business. Um, I, I think if you look at the Giants game with the Titans, the, the Titans probably did outplay them. Um, but they still ended up losing. And I think they need to clean things up. They're going to be, you know getting marked for these mistakes. Ryan Tannehill is just getting comfortable. You know, he no longer has AJ Brown or Julio Jones. Instead, he's got Robert Woods and Nick Westbrook. So I, I think, you know, they do have young players who played well in the loss, um, like Kyle Phillips. Um, but I just, they have to get better because this is not, this is going to be a, a a Bills team are going to come at them straight away. The Bills sacked Matthew Stafford seven times and forced three interceptions. Um, but the Titans were solid in pass protection against the Giants, but the Giants are not the Bills. So I think they could easily um, go 2-0. and And that obviously does ruin their momentum a bit for being like a team that are aiming for the playoffs. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills come out with the winners of this one. Do you mean on last week's form, if it keeps it up, Josh Allen is a shoe in for MVP, isn't he? I mean, yeah, it was amazing. The whole the whole Bills were, um, yeah, just fantastic. What a way to start the season! Look, look so impressive. And um, I saw um, Tennessee Tennessee really struggled on Sunday, and you know they got ran all over. Derek Henry couldn't really get going. Um, if I'm the Bills, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think I think they'll they'll go two and zero. They're actually ten point underdogs going into this game against the Bills, which I think is in betting odds which is quite high if you think about we're talking about the Tennessee Titans here but if you if you look at last week's games then that that's why they're that's why they're there um I know obviously the Titans play the Giants and the Bills play the Rams but if they can't um if the Titans can't figure out the Bills passing game and they can't figure out their own then yeah, it could be it could be quite a, quite an interesting game to watch. But yeah, that that's I thought that was quite interesting that they're already starting um, as ten point underdogs against the Bills. Yeah, that's huge. That's that's at this, even at this early stage, you know, I wouldn't count anyone out, and that's huge with that in mind. Um, lastly, on that, Brian, I mean, do you think the Titans might be building to switching quarterback this year? I know, I mean, I know they've got a third round rookie in the background. Ah. Uh, I... I don't know. It, it's tough, isn't it? And especially when um, you know you say to your quarterback, like, "Yeah, we we may have drafted your replacement, and oh, we've got really really your best receiver as well in AJ Brown." And um, you know, if I was Tannehill, I'd be a, a little bit concerned. But 
I also think it is, you know, we're just getting into week two. There's been one game played. Just try not to overreact too much. You know, they were the top seed in the AFC last year. Maybe they'll be okay. But there are certain, there are definitely question marks there that, that weren't there last year. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, it's you think, oh, we've got a bit of a gimme week one against the Giants. But <laughs> you, you lose that and then it's like, oh, here come the Bills. Great. So, um, yeah, could could be an issue for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moving on, uh, the third game to take a look at is quite an interesting one, I think, is the Dolphins versus the Ravens. Both one and a after week one uh, and looking to prove something uh bills could be runaway leaders in the dolphins division but the dolphins want to be there thereabouts at the end of the season uh looking at a playoff spots ahead of say the patriots who are always there um so the dolphins definitely have something to prove and they look exciting a couple of speedy wideouts in Jalen waddle and uh Tyreek hill who everyone knows um very well i mean they're exciting teams to watch and that the new coach is very invested in Tua and really looks to be improving him. He's not the finished article by any means, but they're looking good. But then so are the Ravens. Um, and, you know, you might think that they might be favourites in that division. It's a tough division. The Steelers are always thereabouts. The Browns are decent enough. And, you know, the um, and the Bengals have just competed in the Super Bowl. So it's a tough division for them. And they've really got something to prove as well. I think this has all the matter against one of the games of the week. What do you guys reckon? Yeah, I've got to agree. It's got all the ingredients, hasn't it? Um, yeah, the Ravens look back to the Raven, Ravens of past. Um, you know, we mentioned uh, Bateman and Duvernay and them lot before. Uh, Lamar Jackson looks back to, back to himself, back healthy. And yeah, the as you said, the Dolphins have got a lot, lot going for them. And a nice start to beat the Patriots again, which he liked to do recently, which is, I think everyone likes to see the Patriots get beat, don't they? Um, so yeah, it could be a good game. It's one of the early games, which is nice. Um, There's a lot of crazy going ons in this week's early games, weren't there? But um, yeah, that's uh, definitely one I'll be uh, tuning into. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the Ravens have done really well in the off season. You know, they, they've had no injuries. Lamar Jackson's coming in. Obviously, he wants a big time deal. And obviously, the Miami Dolphins are are on a make or break with um, Tua at their QB. So he's got a lot to prove as well. So I think it will be a fantastic game. And yeah, I think you're right. It definitely probably will be the one of the games of the week for sure. We have some special additional content for you today. A while back, I was lucky to be able to speak to Jason Bell at Tottenham uh, about how the receiver and defensive back positions have evolved in recent seasons. Check it out. But may I ask you a little about the uh, your days playing secondary? Um, obviously, uh, you play for the Texans and, and the Giants. Um, but playing the uh, defensive back in today's game has it got a lot harder? It has got a lot harder. But what's happened is these athletes can adjust. They've done a good job adjusting, and especially the ones with great college coaches, because they come into the the pro game kind of more polished and ready to go. We understand that they're going to throw a lot of pass interference calls, so you have to be able to play the deep ball well. If you can't play the deep ball in this day and age, you do not play in the secondary because teams will expose you. So you see guys with great ball skills and just overall talent. It's no longer the days of being a defensive back, you couldn't catch the ball. You have to have great ball skills to play in this day and age. Yeah, well, it's interesting you mentioned the college game. Uh, obviously, the NFL offense seems to be adapting 
to the college offences and bringing that into the NFL now rather than the other way around. I mean, that's obviously a big thing. Yeah, and it makes sense, right? You don't you only have a certain number of hours to practice in the NFL because of the collective bargaining agreement. So you have these players that ha are used to something and they can get up to speed faster. And especially now that you have more young guys on teams, you need to make it easy for them to go out there and play and not have to think so much because we all know it's a reactionary sport and you have to not be thinking so much and worried so much to be able to react. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're seeing a lot of receivers, uh, particularly the Rams, um, they're open a lot more. Uh, is that uh, How much of that is scheme uh, and how much of it is the talent of the receiver? <laughs> you know, I, I don't take away anything from any professional player because they're all talented, but sometimes you look at something and you say, wow, this scheme is amazing. And what the Rams did, they, they ran that bunch formation better than anybody. And what that does is it allows you to create space and they did a good job with that. They were able to do their releases all kind of way, confuse defenses because as a defense lines up against that, it's usually only certain coverages they can play. And they did a good job exploiting that. Now we're gonna see this year, everybody's prepared to stop that. So we'll see how they adjust. But yes, Sean McVay is a brilliant play caller and it was amazing to watch what he was able to do with those guys and how open they were getting. Um, and that's about it for today's show. Thanks for listening. And as always, let us know your thoughts. You can tweet us at 99yards. Thanks for listening.